Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, radio, audio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition? Keontae's call, emerging situation with the former Florida Gator, a basketball standout who's missed a little over a year and a half or missed over a year and a half with a heart ailment, now accused of sexual assault. What the story and the proceedings when it comes to this should teach us, and I hope we learn uh, some lessons here, as justice uh, plays itself out. And that's that's important because... It's interesting just watching people jump all over the story. So I'm going to look at that. Also, Colin Kaepernick, another Kaepernick cattle call. His agent, people around him saying as many as five NFL teams have expressed an interest. Okay, there's one place that makes absolute sense. There is another place or two other places that somewhat makes sense. And then one place that's a disaster. Don't do it. Don't just don't. Going to create hellfire and brimstone if he goes there. So. We're, we're going to look at that. Do I think he's going to get a shot? This go-round, I do. I think he's going to get a shot this time. Now, does he want to be a backup? Does he want to start? Does he want to compete? That's the next question. Getting him in front of a mic and saying, are you okay to go be a backup? And we're going to wrap with something that I think is profound. As Mike Krzyzewski gets ready to step away, and I think they're going to end up in the Final Four. I do. Who most likely has a chance to catch him? He's the active national championship leader, the most wins of all time. I, can anybody bridge that gap? Anybody who has the best chance to catch him in career wins and championships. And we're going to look at that with Belichick. And we're going to look at that also with Nick Saban, but let's start off first with the Keontae Johnson story. TJ legacy Cole, who I know works inside of the journalism department at college of journalism and communication. I tip my hat to this young man because he nailed it. He has a story up. It's at wuft.com. Uh, Sports Illustrated's picked it up. Multiple organizations have picked it up. He's a bright, you know, I say young man. He's not that much younger than me, but he, he is. He's a decade younger than me. I guess 10 years younger than me is younger than me now, right? So I, I tip my hat to him because he has this story. And I, I hope people don't lose sight of the story because basically, in TJ's story, what do we find out? We find out that Keontae Johnson, a young woman, and Keontae Johnson engaged in a sexual act. The question is whether or not it's sexual assault. We know that she was inebriated. We know that he may or may not have been. We know that they had conversations over the phone that the police listened in on. We know that he continued to pursue her and she said no. There are many moving factors here, okay? Where I stand on issues like this, when I hear something like this, the Deshaun Watson case, the Ben Roethlisberger story, the, geez, I'm, I'm going to go back even farther. I'm going to even, you know, Kobe Bryant. I don't know what happened. I don't. It sounds like, according to the reports, that there's memory lapses, or not just memory lapses, but memory gaps in here because so much alcohol was being drunk. So if I'm not there, and the people that are there drinking and don't remember everything, I don't know. I know that she believes that she was sexually assaulted. I do know that. I didn't get to listen to the phone call conversations. I don't know what else the police may have a recording of. I have no idea. Neither does anybody else. What is interesting about this story is that you're never going to get the whole truth. 
because eyewitness accounts, there aren't any except the after the fact and the young lady being so drunk she didn't know where she was and, and all of these things taken advantage of. Yes, without a doubt, that occurred. Without a doubt, this young lady was taken advantage of. There's, there's no way ifs or ands or buts about that. The question is taking advantage of as opposed to sexual assault. I take a step back just because I, I watch how people become tribalized when it comes to stories like this. I went through and looked at the story, the comments when it posted this afternoon, Friday afternoon. And I saw things like, wow, Keontae, geez, no, oh my gosh, hope this isn't true. Then I saw things like, hopefully he'll be cleared. Hopefully this will go away. Hopefully she'll be paid off. Some money should take care of this. So you watch people get into the camp of, I am on this young man's side no matter what. Victim blaming. I didn't see a ton of that. I did see, well, she apparently doesn't have her story straight, which immediately goes to the point of why victims don't like to come forward. My stance when I see something like this is this. Not that I hope he gets cleared or I hope he goes to jail. I don't do those things. My side of this is I hope justice is served. Hope they find out the truth. I hope justice is served. I hope there's a smoking gun in the situation. I hope there's something here that can prove guilt or innocence. I know this isn't an episode of Law and Order where nobody's going to confess on the stand. You're not going to get that. You're not. I hope justice is served. I don't hope that he's cleared. I don't hope that he's convicted. I hope justice is served. Whatever that may be. Whatever that may be. Whatever justice is. I know the police did a, a sexual assault examination. I think it was the day after. Or, or the medical examiners did. I don't, I, I, again, I'm not privy to what happened in there. And no, none of you are. Nobody is. Unless somebody consuming this is a police officer that was there. Or a medical individual that was there. Or one of the two parties that were there. When you get to, well, this sounds like to me, you don't know. And neither do I. All I do know is the police are investigating. Keontae's hired a pro high-profile attorney. And now this American justice system thing takes place. Do we have enough evidence to charge? Do we have enough evidence to convict? What do we have at this point? But I was just fascinated watching the two camps on social media line up. Because it's where the story, I saw the story. The comment section, is now, now Twitter, and you don't really... I mean, come on, this stuff's a cesspool, right? But what, what do I gauge on that? I gauge that you have a group of people like, hopefully he'll be found innocent. Hopefully he won't be convicted. Hopefully, well, that's, you know, that's what fans do. And then the other side, like, boy, ooh, yikes, mm, gosh, you have a group of people. This is what you have. You have people that hope it's not true because they're fans of the, the, the athletes. You have people that hope it's not true because they're supporters of the school. And those people are reprehensible. God, I hope this isn't true because it hurts my fandom. People are going to make fun of me. Those people are the worst people in the world that, that sit there and say, well, not the worst people in the world, but they're worst people of these three camps. Then you have the middle camp that's like, ooh, geez, yikes, this is not a good look. That's a camp I'm in. And then the camp, I know he did it. Let's punish him. Whoa, whoa, you don't, you know, no, you're, you're the inverse of what I mentioned in the former. Don't, don't be that. I, I don't know. And I hope he's convicted. I hope he's found innocent. I'm not either of those camps. I hope justice is served that way or that way. Look at myself as a judge in this case. Present the facts. Let's see what we got. Impartial. I'm opinionated on every matter. But when it comes to things like this, I'm not. I want to see what we have. Okay, what do we Do we have enough evidence? Okay. I do know this. And there's things that some things come out of stories like this. There's nothing good that comes out of a story like this. But there are lessons that come out of stories like this. 
It's that, A, you don't know these dudes. I barely know these dudes. I was shocked when I was a kid that I found out that baseball players had families because I was a kid. In high school, I was shocked that the guy on NBC Sports that played at USC that played for the Bills murdered his wife and her boyfriend, allegedly. Shocked. How could he do that? He seems like such a nice guy. Ray Carruth did what? Jerry Sandusky, Penn State, Joe Paterno. He's like, Grandpa, that, that didn't happen. Take a step back. Justice. So when I see that this is when, so this is the camp that I am when it comes to a story like this. When I see an athlete, you know, I, you don't know them all, but when I see an athlete that's a good dude, I embrace him and cheer for him. LeBron James has never done anything wrong. I look at people that hate athletes and hate sports figures that are good dudes. What's LeBron done wrong? Oh, he's so arrogant. He whines all the time. I, I embrace good athletes. I embrace people that I know, as far as I know, up until this point, have done nothing wrong. Remember how many, and this is one, this is the most glaring one. It's been over a decade now. Remember J.J. Redick at Duke? The anger and the hatred at J.J. Redick at Duke. What did he do? LeBron James, what did he do? The hatred of these guys. Why? Why, why so much hatred? People that don't like, the people that hate Steph Curry. Why? Jimmy Butler wanted to fight his coach, Eric Spolster, the other night. I understand the animosity towards an individual like that. I do. John Stockton gave an interview this week where he talked about how like 150 athletes have dropped dead on the court that are vaccinated, that have died out of the clear blue that are vaccinated. So vaccines don't stop things. It's like, what on earth type of crackpot stuff's that? You want to get all weirded out by a guy? Get weirded out by that. You want to root against somebody? Root against somebody like that. Root against whack job like Kyrie Irving. Go, that guy's weirdo. Stomping on the court, the way he behaved, what he did in Cleveland, what he did in Boston. Go for that, dude. Go for it. He did things. The Keontae thing that look you have that side of the story, the individual side of the story, this assault, sexual assault side of the story. Then you have another story, and the the lesson that you get out of this, not the good thing, but the lesson. If you have athletes that you know haven't done anything wrong, at least up until this point, embrace those people. JJ Reddick hated Duke. I never got it. The hatred of LeBron James, I still don't get it. If you get knowingly good dudes, Steph Curry, cheer for them. Tim Duncan, they got a bad dude. I, I, I guess booing and you know loving the bad dude. I, I, professional wrestling. I mean, people do it in politics. The Keontae thing again. It's so many different facets that you can pull away from a story like that. So many different things. Again, I don't hope he's acquitted. I don't hope he's convicted. I hope whatever justice is, it takes place. Okay. From that to this. Um, sticking with college basketball because it is a college basketball player. Mike Krzyzewski. I think he's going to end up back in the Final Four. I do. I think they're going to end up back in the Final Four. And uh, can they win it? I, yeah, they can. I didn't think so a week ago. If you'd asked me a week ago if I thought they could win it, I'd have said no. Do I think they can win it now? Yeah, I do. I do. I think they can win it. Will they? Don't know. I do know that they're going to take on potentially St. Peter's. Could you imagine that if you had a final four with Duke and St. Peter's and in Kansas and I pick whoever else you want Villanova. You imagine if you had a final four like that, Kansas and Villanova 
Kansas, Villanova, Blue Blood, Blue Blood. Or Kansas or Villanova, right? Blue Blood, Blue Blood. Duke, Blue Blood. And St. Pete's, whose colors are blue and purple like a peacock. It'd, just be, it'd be bizarre. It'd be the ultimate, like, whoa, what is this? Which would be kind of cool. It would be. I do know this, though. Mike Krzyzewski's got five national championships and over a thousand wins. I was thinking about this. Mike Krzyzewski got five. If he finishes with six, he's never going to get, he never got to John Wood and fine. I was trying to think of active coaches that could track down Mike Krzyzewski, that could track down Nick Saban, that could track down Bill Belichick. The three coaches in their sports that have won the most. We don't really get all worked up with World Series titles, active World Series titles. I couldn't even tell you who the active World Series leader is. Is it Terry Francona with two? I think that's who it is, right? So, NBA, who is it? It's Popovich, right? I don't. Who could catch Popovich? See, we don't. Spolstrads too. Who could? Get, we don't do that in that sport. But I was sitting here thinking about it. You know, Shashevsky with five, Saban with seven. <laughs> Belichick with six. Who has the best chance to catch any of them? Look, Jimmy Bayheim, he's 77. If he coaches till he's 80, he'll probably catch Mike Krzyzewski. Okay. He's never going to catch him in national championships. So I was trying to think, what coach has the best chance to catch him? Which one? Well, in terms of championships, the only one that's got a chance to catch him, the only one that's if Duke loses, the only one that I think that's active that's got a chance to catch him in the ne- Next 10 years would be Jay Wright. Jay Wright's won two national championships, but Jay Wright is 60. Coach K 75, so in 15 years, can Jay Wright win three national championships if he coaches that long? There's so much money in TV now, nobody's going to coach that long anymore. You can go be a TV analyst and make more money than you make as a coach. Just as much or close to it. So I, I, I Jay Wright would be the one. I, I think, well, Scott Drew. Well, Scott Drew's 51. You see Baylor winning four more championships. Can they recruit? at that level there? Does he leave to go somewhere else? Does he get, you know, Calipari's not going to get there. Who? They have to be somebody in their forties. That's had success. If you're, if you're talking about tracking down Mike Krzyzewski all time. Oh my. People forget that Mike Krzyzewski was the head coach at Duke when he was in his thirties. Mike Krzyzewski was taking Duke to final fours when Mike was in his thirties. Now he's in his seventies. He's been taking Duke to final fours for 40 years. Mike Krzyzewski has been taking Duke to Final Fours for 40 years. So what coach is going to come along and take his team to Final Fours for 40 years and win five titles? Did somebody that you haven't heard of? I I don't know. Could it be Shaheen at St. Pete if he ends up in the right job in the right place? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, The only one that's got a chance to catch him in... Bayham can catch him in total wins. And Jay Wright's the only one that's active right now that's got a chance to catch him in national championships. Tony Bennett at Virginia, maybe, but he's got one. It was hard enough to get to one. Can he get to five? I'm looking at this in, in the one that's the biggest nightmare is football, uh, college or co- the NFL college football. Dabo Dabo Sweeney. If he wanted to hang around long enough, could track down Nick Saban with Dabo has two. Nick Saban has seven. Yeah. Dabo at Clemson could do it. Yeah. You, you, he could, I mean, could Dabo win three championships in the next 10 years? Yeah. Well, that puts him at what that puts Dabo at, at five national championships when he's in his early 60s? Yeah, he could get there. But look what I just did. I just gave him more national championships than he's ever won. Um, Kirby Smart could do it at Georgia. Yeah, he could. He could get to seven. But boy, 
I think they're the only two that have a shot. Lincoln Riley at USC, if he gets that factory cooking, maybe. Think about how, you know, we talk about Coach K, they'll never be, they're going to win five championships. Maybe somebody can win five, but five and his win total. I gave you two guys for saving. Uh, the other guy on this list, Bill Belichick's won six Super Bowls. Nobody catching him. Who? Tomlin has one. Pete Carroll has one. Pete Carroll's 70, so Pete Carroll's older than Bill Belichick. So Pete Carroll's not catching him. Um, Andy Reid's in his 60s. Andy Reid's not catching He's not, he's not, he's not catching Bill Belichick. So who's going to catch Bill Belichick in his six? It'd have to be somebody with a young quarterback and look in a young coach. Who would that be? The only guy I see on this list that has a shot and he's not going to do it, but the only guy could, this is just so bizarre. This question, the only guy that's got a shot to do it is Sean McDermott at Buffalo. Why? Cause he's got the quarterback that can do it. He's got the quarterback that can do it. That quarterback is what? 26 years old. And Sean McDermott's 48. You have to have a younger coach. That could do it. You have to have a, a coach that is, is going to coach for the next 15 years that also is a quarterback that can play for the next 10, 15 years. Or a coach that's at the end of his career that's won multiple championships. With the, there's just no guy that fits that. If Tomlin had another one and had another guy coming in, then maybe. This guy just Nobody fits that equation. So the guy that I think has the best chance to catch Bill Belichick in career Super Bowl wins has never won one, and he coaches maybe the most snake-bitten franchise in the history of the NFL. <laughs> At least in the Super Bowl era of the Bills. That's just with Shushevsky in his final year. What coach has the best chance of catching him in titles that's active right now? Same thing with Belichick. Same thing with Saban. Again, Shushevsky, the only one I can think of is Jay Wright. Two titles. 60, though. But he's in a blue blood. He's in Philly. Saban, who got a chance to catch Saban in his seven? <laughs> Kirby Smart and Dabo. Who got the best chance to catch Belichick? Belichick's going to be the toughest one to catch. Could get to six. The only one I can think of is McDermott. He never won one just because he's younger. Josh Allen's younger. Younger as a head coach. He's 48. All right. You can say, well, Seth, about Sean McVay out in LA. Yeah. But once Stafford's gone, that's a whole new thing. He's got the core. You have to have the quarterback. And think about that. Even if Andy Reid, who's in his 60, win three in a row with Mahomes, he's got four. He's still two away. So if he wins three in a row, which he'll never do. <sighs> Fun question. We'll wrap with this. Colin Kaepernick, he is back in the news. Reports, as many as five NFL teams are interested. Uh, interested is in, hey, man, you know, you want to come work out with us? Or, hey, hey, dude, come on, we, we're going to bring you in here and go through all this stuff. Don't know. And this is, I think he's got a better chance now than ever. He has been out of the sport for five years. He's 34. I mean, Colin Kaepernick's 34 years old. But th there's one place that I think he's a fit. He can go play. And, yeah, there'll be issues, but not nearly as many anywhere else. And that's with Pete Carroll in Seattle. I think that's the fit. I think that's the fit where he could play right away. Here we go. It's an extremely liberal city. It would work. If any city would work, it'd be that one. Now, where won't it work? Well, the one place that this is to start. Right? He's going to be a starting quarterback. You can put him in a city like Charlotte, and that's going to be a damn mess because half that fan base doesn't like Sam Darnold. The other half is mad because they didn't trade for Deshaun Watson. And... Callan Kaepernick comes into that powder keg. That's not nah, bad, bad situation. Matt rules trying to keep his job too. No, the other place that they could put him that would be a colossal nightmare of biblical proportions would be Houston. Cause you have Davis mills, you bring him in there and then you're going to have a group of people that want him to start no matter what. That's the problem with Colin Kaepernick. You almost have to bring him in as your starter or definitive without a doubt backup. Does he want to be that? 
I know a place that I think Colin Kaepernick would be a great backup. I think he'd be a great backup in Kansas City with the Chiefs. I do. I think Colin Kaepernick would be a fantastic backup for Patrick Mahomes. I think Colin Kaepernick would be a fantastic backup for Josh Allen and Buffalo. Both movable, mobile with the ball. I think both of those places would be great. I think Colin Kaepernick would be a fantastic backup in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Especially how much he gets hurt. Fantastic in those situations. But... Does Colin Kaepernick want to be a backup? No, he doesn't. So just you can cross a, a line right through those places. Where else would it work? Places people are thinking, I heard this one, Miami. Oh my God, no, 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 no. Tua's got enough on his plate now. Bring him in and compete. You're just creating a mess. Houston, Miami are colossal nightmares waiting to happen. Don't even think about it. Miami is the worst place. I can think of any place worse for Colin Kaepernick than Miami. I can't. I can't. Maybe he would never do it, but Washington, maybe. But the, 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 there's where it would work. Another place it could work too, never would do it, would be Green Bay. They just don't have the money to do it. But again, it's Colin Kaepernick. What's he want to do? If he wants to start and play, Seattle's probably it. But he could be a backup in Kansas. He could be a backup in Buffalo. You bet he could. Does he want to do that? No. Be a backup in Baltimore. If he wants to go to Miami, the no. Miami and Charlotte and Houston, no. But Miami, no way. Bring him in and let him compete with two at new. No, you have to be all in on two or you need to make a trade. How about the Dolphins trading away their third round pick, their fourth round pick, their fifth round pick this year, um, and next year trading away their first round pick, their second round pick, and their third round pick, and the following year trading away their first round pick to try to go get Kyler Murray and just go for it all right now. But no, not going to do that. Going to roll with Tua because if it doesn't work out, you got three or four quarterbacks next year you can try to go get. And your receiving core is still young enough. Kyrie Kill's been in the league, what, five years? Waddle's been in the league. One, two, still have enough there to, to have a young quarterback to come and catch lightning in a bottle. So there you go. What a podcast, huh? A lot in there. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. Down below. All the platforms. Harp on Sports, Twitter, at Harp on Sports, Instagram. If you haven't yet, follow, like, share. A Harp on Sports podcast, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple podcast. Harp on Sports, the Facebook page. Harp on Sports, the YouTube page, The Bar. And, of course, HarpOnSports.com. Go Broncos, Western Michigan, Frozen Four. The time of this podcast, 60 minutes away. Going to play Minnesota, who won in overtime. Beat UMass, defending champions, right? So, Western Michigan or Minnesota, Winners headed to Boston for the Frozen Four. See if my alma mater can get there. It'd be kind of cool. And remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein. Phone with your friends.